Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. Hello. This is a very sad episode. <laughs> Lots of feelings. And also, it's kind of a bullshit episode for reasons we will discuss after the synopsis. Um, I have I have capital T thoughts about it. Um, just show business sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of ways this didn't shake out that I think we can both talk about uh, frustratedly for a while. Yeah, I think this episode too, I just, I don't know. I don't like the way it was edited. There's a lot of things that upset me. It was really complex. Like, I like had a really hard time following the story, even on a rewatch. Like well, before we get into it, I don't think it's like spoiler section. I guess it sort of is. I, I don't think it's, it'll, it'll become obvious as you listen. If you, if you don't know, but I also can't imagine if you don't know, then who cares what order you're finding stuff out in <laughs> at the same time. I'm thinking about it. We just do this because it's customary, but it makes right. no sense in, in the context of our show to really care. You can listen to the spoilers when I tell you to. No, uh, you're going to hear them anyway. But uh, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess my only thought <laughs> is uh, there are good ways and bad ways to do a backdoor pilot uh, where you're doing a spinoff show uh, yeah. and you want to introduce that show from the original. This is an attempt to do that, and I think that a lot of the things you're talking about, like with editing and complexity, are both in part. Because they don't commit to which way they're doing that. Yeah. Like sometimes you showcase those characters. Sometimes you just totally do an episode of that show and air it as if it were an episode of this show. And and uh, this is like something in between the two. I feel like – so didn't they do this with Agent Carter where they had a lot of her in like one of the season two episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then it was essentially like – showcasing like hey agent carter is going to be airing now on abc i think that might be right something something like that or at least like there, there was a guest appearance and it was right before uh they started promoting because it was like towards the end of a break yeah uh, or, or, or toward not uh, end of a break but towards the end leading up to a break where it was going to be on in the winter yeah and so it was like they, they i think they they planted the seed of hey remember sharon carter remember her connection to shield yeah. And so, so like you said, like there's ways to do it that feel organic or that are just admittedly like, here's a little preview of something connected to this. Right. Right. And instead, this felt like they just couldn't decide which way to go. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's weird. And I don't think that gives away anything plot wise exactly. But I, I mean, if you listen to the last episode, you're going to know. <laughs> so, I, don't, I, I know. Why do we do spoiler section? Yeah, I, I, the more I'm thinking about it, I don't even think we should do it. <laughs> we should just Maybe. mention it at the beginning. Like, yeah. why would you ever listen to it? <laughs> or you're going to find – because you know what I mean? Like, like they're going to find out spoilers while they listen to us. Yeah. Okay, maybe next episode <laughs> we, start, we stop <laughs> yeah. doing spoiler section and we just say spoilers at the beginning are going to happen. That might be okay. Like, okay, because like, like, it's really like, hard sometimes to like talk through like the it shit is. that's happening in the synopsis. We're like, okay, we have to come back to that. And then I forgot what we were supposed to talk about. Yeah. Like, well, and uh, like, I know we're working this out on, uh, on, on episode, but I actually think <laughs> yeah. that's fine. And people, anyone who's listening to us is probably used to it or going to enjoy, <laughs> hopefully enjoys it. 
but I just I feel like it it's something that's almost like us calling them podcasts, even though none of us are listening to them on iPods anymore. Like yeah. it's just something <laughs> we do, or how we can't stop saying, or not us specifically, but like a bunch of podcasts I listen to can't stop saying rate and review on iTunes, even though yeah. iTunes doesn't exist anymore because they don't like that. Sh- that stuff's in- ingrained into us, programmed into us. It's like mm-hmm. most people I know, I know completely that Kleenex are a brand name, but it's still <laughs> what I think of, you know, it's still say tissues. Yeah. I still think of tissue as the, as the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like the one that I don't actually know, I'm aware of, but I am not conscious of it all is Popsicle. That's a brand name, man. A little, is it? It's a little logo. Yeah, like like it, it it's it's a really great like classic like like deco logo. Like it just says Popsicle in these like circular letters, and it's got a, like a logo around it that's rounded. That's a got like a circles like dots that almost look like light bulbs, like like a marquee. Yeah. And and it's popsicle brand popsicles. Like they're actually like what Wait, frozen so ice pops. <laughs> is that what they're supposed to be called? Pops. I don't, I don't know right, what they it were is called. branded. What I don't know fuck? what they were ice called pops. before. Yeah, ice popsicle cornered the fucking market. Mar- but they, Wikipedia they, says an ice pop is a water or milk based quiescently frozen snack on a stick. <laughs> that is that, that even more than Kleenex popsicle has supplanted the real word, the corporate branded name is what we think of like just as i always I, think of them as paletas because we have the paletas guy going around on his bike ringing the bell selling paletas. that's smart that so makes sense call, that's what i call popsicle that makes sense Free, so in the u.s they are referred to as freezer pop ice lolly ice pop ice block well this is many different countries obviously now sorry um because ice lolly is not yeah i was like I don't <laughs> that's uk <laughs> Um, ice block, ice drop, or paleta. That makes sense. Ice lolly. <laughs> but popsicle is seriously like that one. Wow, they, I didn't even. Wow, my mind is blown right now. There you go. So sometimes our, our asides are worth it because I'm educating people about completely pointless stuff. This is as the sound effect of that muffleless uh, motor, motor vehicle just made. Like, oh, this is what my, my, my talent is. I remember and know <laughs> things that don't help anybody. The things on the end of our shoelaces are called aglets. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to make them up. <laughs> All right. Before we get started, which we're, I don't even, I, I forgot to set a timer, so I don't even know talking but, um and there's no time stamp on the message where i put craig in here so i just don't know well it's eight minutes so 10 bad. minutes into the episode we're talking about popsicles and ice ice lollies um yeah ice lollies thank you for confirming is- for a second i was like what part of america like, like new england like no nope nope in new england that it's just called new england they don't say english stuff <laughs> like, they don't call them like they don't call trucks sallies or lorries you know? like, like, no nope, this the is boot, not right the yeah. lift <laughs> oh my god okay we are, a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are a part of the but why though podcast community so be sure to check them out on twitter at but why though pc and their website but why though podcast.com we're super proud to be a part of their community <laughs> all right you know what 
ice lollies kind of are relevant because this episode is taking place in Siberia, Russia in the winter, which I don't think anyone in this episode is dressed properly for. So there's a little bit of a connection there. That that's I'm <laughs> glad you I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because so many shows that America watches are filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. And they're supposed to be in Southern California a lot of the time. Place in America, but it's much warmer. Right. And they're always like, like watch an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and tell me why every teenager in LA or the LA, you know, area is wearing sweaters all the time. No, and no the one's real wearing sweaters. Is it's cold <laughs> out. And even more than that, they all look like models and they're supposed to be nerds in high school. Right. So they have to wear baggy sweaters. So you don't notice they're great shape. I know. But- the one thing on about Big Bang Theory that always bothers me is. Um, they're always wearing like these layers and layers of clothes. It's like, dude, you guys are in Southern California. The only one that dresses appropriately is Penny, <laughs> like shorts and tank tops. Like yeah, that's she, what you no, should be wearing. <laughs> absolutely. And that's true on tons of shows, but I feel like this was yeah. the inverse problem because it's shot here and it's supposed to be in Siberia. So we're like, oh, well, we'll go in the mountain, uh, you know, outside of town and it's still going to be really hot. So yeah, no like a Columbia, <laughs> a Columbia fleece should be sufficient for a Siberian winter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some oh REI jacket. <laughs> I don't even know if I got to the episode information yet. I probably didn't. This is season three, episode 13, titled Parting Shot, written by our friend Paul Z, directed by Michael Green, My- Michael Zinberg. There is a Michael Greenberg, right? There's a definitely a Greenberg. I'm, I'm not I don't sure. I think it's Mike. Michael. That's weird. <laughs> anyway, my brain just Michael filled Zinberg. in the blank I, there. <laughs> I think it's funny this time, like every other time I think you've said Paul Z, you've still typed his name or copied it. Oh, I don't in, even bother now. Notes. So now it's just Paul Z. <laughs> but it made me laugh because the, it's also directed by Michael Z. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> this episode was originally aired March 22nd, 2016. Um, wow, so we start that's off, crazy. We start off the episode and Bobby is at an Interpol black site in Russia. And she's being interrogated by this dude who speaks great English, by the way. <laughs> and apparently she murdered some Russian government officials. And she's not cracking under interrogation. She's like, I'd like a cheeseburger and um, whatever. It's a weird scene. And then we we find out what happened 34 hours earlier, which is a very specific time. I feel like this show does that a lot instead of like one day before. It's like 400 and what is it? 60, 76. What is the title of the episode where Gemma's on Mavith? 4,000. Whatever. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> some number it's like that episode, it's like the the lyric in rent it's it's five thousand whatever minutes uh i don't remember but yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. it's a some odd amount of time she's gone for three months how long is it in between shield season <laughs> that that's the name of the episode oh my god all right <laughs> shield stop doing this it's driving me crazy I don't have that great of a memory. Um, so 34 hours earlier, Bobby and Hunter are trailing Malik in Siberia, Russia, and they're tracking his convoy through the forest. And the rest of the team are on the Zephyr and um, they get the location or they I forget. Bobby like shines some like flashlight thing on the convoy and it somehow it lets the Zephyr now track their convoy, which is 
crazy cool tech, but it's weird. Anyway, um, and Coulson's like, okay, you guys need to keep following them. And Hunter steal. He knocks out some Russian dude and steals a truck, and they go after him. Now we go to a scene where Hunter is being interrogated by Interpol, and he has some bullshit story about how they were vacationing and picking mushrooms in the middle of Siberia. And then thirty-one hours earlier, he, the oh, <laughs> I thought this was really funny. Thirty-one hours earlier, he steps on a mushroom <laughs> as they are walking towards this compound that they followed the convoy to. <laughs> um. And whatever this this compound is, uh, it's blocking the thermal imaging. Gosh darn it. Like, we can't use thermal in- imaging again to find Ward out of everybody in the room. Yeah. <laughs> you can't recognize him by, his, by the way his heat looks. <laughs> I, still, I still oh, no. in my head can, and he's not looking at the right guy he can't be it's just insane <laughs> that's i i will never forget that now every time thermal imaging is about colton and his irrational obsession with war all of a sudden he has a superpower he has super hate <laughs> it's it's like uh it's reminding me of the first dare you saw the awful daredevil yes. uh, the film yeah. it's like the way they portrayed his powers had him dodging bullets oh yeah like, and it's like that's not how his powers work. <laughs> like, <laughs> like places vision with his sonar yeah. powers. Like, but like what? <laughs> yeah. like, like dolphins swim into tuna nets. They're yeah. smart and have sonar. <laughs> it's more effective because it's in a more dense environment. Yeah. So what? <laughs> like, like, no, you think he can dodge bullets? So we, my friends and I, when we watched it at one point, we. Uh, we were basically heckling it the entire time and kept referring to how he's super blind. He's so <laughs> blind. He's super blind. And that's sort of the same principle here is that, is that uh, Colson is so mad. It's given him power. <laughs> he's so hateful towards uh ward. He has like a, a ward detection ability. It's like, no, I noticed, I noticed his uh, hair anywhere. It's like, you're not analyzing it scientifically. You're just looking at it. It's like, no, I know. I can feel it. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> like, but Hunter's it like, like how just can you random. tell? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so great that it's Hunter who's like, that doesn't seem right. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> they really, oh, that makes this episode even sadder just because he's so good at, they, they've mastered, the, the between Nick Blood and the writing, like they've just mastered how to use him playing off of like everyone else. Like he's yeah. got a great dynamic. I agree. Um, so anyway, they can't use their thermal in- imaging and then Fitz and Hunter are comms and they start talking about this documentary that Hunter recommended Fitz. And he's like, oh yeah, the one on Amazon. And Colson's like, hey, 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 focus. <laughs> like, no, that, that was such a sweet <laughs> moment too. Like, and, and, and that added like a little layer to Hunter too. Like he cares about the environment. Like it's so mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, because that all stems from a conversation about how the planet is dying. Because I guess like they they knocked out like a bunch of acres of forest to make this compound, and it was yeah, it was a comment on deforestation. But I also like that this is I don't think we've ever heard any hint about it before, but we've also not seen anything to to you know to make it contradictory. But I just like that little wrinkle that like conservationism is important. To, I know. To it's Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> it's cute. Like he likes he likes football. He likes you know, he, he's he an likes, environmentalist. Yeah. <laughs> um he calls everyone on their bullshit and he likes beer. <laughs> That's what we know. And he loves Bobby. Um Hunter is out for blood. He wants he is now down the revenge uh revenge uh I almost 
the whole black hole. I don't know what to call it. Um, and he wants to assassinate Malik. He's like, look, we're here. Let's do it. Like, if we just kill him, it ends everything. <laughs> like, we don't have, we keep like not killing the guy we need to kill. And then we get into situations like this again, which is fair. He's like, I'm seeing a pattern. And Colson's like, no, we cannot kill him on Russian soil. Like, we are a U.S. government entity. If we do so, that would be considered an act of war. <laughs> do not kill him. <laughs> like, And then um, Bobby is, he's like, okay, just do recon. Do not engage. And Bobby's sitting there with the little telescope thing. And Hunter's just staring at her lovingly. And she's like, hi, <laughs> what do you want? And he apparently they've never been on a vacation together and she's like well you know it's the job we make sacrifices um and hunter starts talking about how he's not happy with that and maybe they shouldn't do this anymore and she don't they don't get to finish the conversation because they see movement and they're wheeling an inhuman on a gurney um, into this compound and all of a sudden all these lights show up on them and there's a bunch of Russian soldiers and they catch them and they try to use this cover of like, we're on vacation. We're so sorry. And it doesn't work. And so they beat everybody up and knock them out and tie them up in the forest. Um, the Quinjet lands and May, Mac and Daisy are there. And um, Bobby's like, Oh, we took care of them. They're tied up in the forest. This is great. We didn't kill anyone. And she's making fun of everybody because no one speaks Russian. And she's like, we're spies, guys. Like, we're all supposed to learn languages. <laughs> um, her Russian is great, of course, because she's amazing. Um, and then we find out that Malik is meeting with a bunch of Russian cabinet members. Um, so this is getting interesting. Again, this plot is confusing. Like, why is this? Whatever. We'll get into that later. <laughs> like, we, I mean, we already kind of preface <laughs> this episode with like, what? Anyway, um, back to the Interpol room. Uh, they're they're put Hunter on like a lie detector test, and they're doing like these baseline questions, asking him his name. And <laughs> Hunter's like Amadeus Ravenclaw Hunter. Yeah, I, I think I, <laughs> I I had to rewind and restart the episode twice. I think I rewound that moment like an extra two times because I knew he was being a smartass but I was yeah. just like, what? Wait, what? I, I know. Like, what? Dude, tried being, it. Like, he's being so ridiculous during this interrogation. Like he's saying the most ridiculous things ever about mushrooms. You know the secret to mushroom soup is dried porcinis. Like he's just being so annoying and it's great. It's like peak hunter. Um and then we go back to Bobby's interrogation and um, the guy slaps a photo down on the table and he's like, did you kill this man? And she's like, I didn't kill him. And the guy twists it into like, okay, you didn't kill him. So that means Hunter killed him. Great. Cool. We got a confession. He's guilty. He's going to be, or he's going to be executed. And, um, and that's it. And Bobby's like freaking out. She's like, no. And Hunter gets dragged away to be handed over to the Russians for trial and execution. No. Well, now we and, are. Oh, oh I was going to say, uh, that <laughs> some Wikipedia's, uh, I think, from the guidebook to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, uh, so like an actual like companion, they have it listed according to one of these wikis with that as a source. Uh, maybe an I think it's an authorized book. It might might be an official like licensed book. It might might be a fan published thing that they authorized, but. Uh, a shield companion book refers to him as Amadeus Ravenclaw. <laughs> like, like they took that literally, which can't be right. Like, like the context no. of that scene was sarcastic, <laughs> but the reason I looked it up was to see if it differed 
on the fan wikis from the comics because I know I have I have actual copies of the physical Marvel handbooks in my hands. So I right. know uh, that in the comics, his real name's pretty preposterous too. Oh, his his real name's Lance a lot. All he had to do was throw a raven. Uh-huh. It's not like Lancelot's like, like he's like the most British. <laughs> no, he is. But I, I kind of wish they would have just gone with that. He was Lancelot, Lancelot Ravenclaw. So British. God save the Queen. <laughs> I love football. Oh my god, that's amazing. I'm so glad. It almost makes the joke even better if we think he is still Lancelot in the show because it's like he pl- he says Amadeus to like hey wouldn't it be wacky if my name was Amadeus to like his name cover is for just the as ridiculous that like <laughs> to cover that it might be more ridiculous <laughs> like Amadeus you might be named after like a famous musician yeah yeah you know, Lancelot you're named after a famous asshole yeah he's also fictional yeah. <laughs> like, like oh, stuck with his best god. friend's wife right? <laughs> like, not a great guy to be named after oh my god so amazing <laughs> um so 29 hours earlier now may and hunter are teamed up and they're trying to find the inhuman on the compound and hunter is trying to take out the guard that's over there and he's like no hello what this is supposed to be low profile. What part of that do you not understand? And then they're inside this container and they find a body there. And they discover that it is the prime minister's personal attache. So what is going on? I don't know because this episode is confusing as hell. And um, Daisy and Mac and Bobby infiltrate like one of the one of the uh, one of the rooms that has computers in it. I don't know. And there's no one in there, oddly enough. <laughs> like, And so Daisy has to hack into the system, but it the keyboard is in Cyrillic, <laughs> which I found really funny because the whole like Russian conversation earlier, it's like, yeah, Daisy didn't go to the Academy, so she never learned Russian. That's a shame. Um, so Malik is talking to the ministers, the Russian ministers, and he's also talking to Petrov. Is that the guy's name? Yes, okay. Anton Petrov. I know I, look, I looked it up to make sure he wasn't a comic book character. Yeah, um, I don't write his name down anywhere else in the notes, but it was, I don't, whatever. Anyway, Petrov. So he, he's talking to them about how, like, they want to make Russia a sanctuary state for inhumans, and he starts comparing the this to the native reservations in the U.S., he, and he says, like, the natives would have died off if we hadn't saved them and put them on reservations. Which No, Lord, I, I got so <laughs> upset. And I know that this is not supposed to be someone who's speaking, like, correctly. Not, right. Not, this isn't supposed to be someone where, like, yeah, he's got the right idea. No, <laughs> like, this is and, terrible. Absolutely and, terrible. Like, uh, like, and it's not even – it has nothing to do with, you know, the trust that we – and the benefit of the doubt that we give the creators that I think they've earned – but just, I think the nature of the way it's presented, unless you're not good at picking up on that stuff, I think you're going to know that, that it's not meant to be taken as a thing anyone should believe or right, say. Right. But it's still it's just such a volatile, palpably evil thing. <laughs> like, oh, it, it hurts like, to hear it. I like oh, physically man. recoiled when he's talking about that. I was like, oh, no. And it's also just like we know his intentions give them to the ward suit dude and it's like okay obviously like he's fine with like sacrificing like an entire people 
for his plans, which is essentially what the U.S. government did. So <laughs> no, it's really it's very very gro- gross, uh, and it, it it just felt like like you said it's it's not really any different than what the U.S. government actually did, but it just it's it really it, it feels like an unnecessary unnecessary parallel to draw in some level, just because while it's not there's no malice or legitimacy being given to this position you're like bringing up an old wound from real life that's real for like such yeah. a short moment of a comparison that we know is bullshit anyway yeah. like but like they're and it's so hard i hit my uh microphone it's so um dehumanizing yeah i feel like you might as well just talk about saving an endangered species and talk about a preserve right if you're gonna dehumanize actual humans that much i know and like, like, it, it would have been less hurtful experience to hear for someone who's just you know someone who cares about people not much less how i can't imagine how much it must suck to be reminded of that shit when you're actually a, yeah. a, a person from a group that's had attempted genocide been nearly completed against them yeah and it's like this this hasn't been fixed yet either like this is yeah, still super ongoing. going on <laughs> like within it's, our country so when it's one of the things it, it's something too that I, I i actually see people who i think are like genuinely concerned with stuff and try to be aware of issues that see that they're blind on like in canada like i was just talking to someone uh, a friend uh in canada where it's just like they're sick of people in america constantly talking about how, how perfect it is there because yeah it's better <laughs> they've got a lot of shit figured out that we don't as far as healthcare and whatnot but they also you know have a lot of the same problems like they have tons of issues with the treatment of their indigenous peoples and the government's just like not wanting to admit any culpability and not wanting to fix anything and it's no 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 place no matter how good is perfect and should it shouldn't be like held up as like paragons of perfection or virtue just because they're yeah. better just because they're better than us at a lot of stuff <laughs> canada has a lot of issues that just get kind of glossed over to you like yeah. we talk about that for a long ass time but there's all there's but all hey this, like, they're not australia <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um, get, so, get some more interesting animals and less just scary and giant furry ones live in cold places yeah and then we'll talk about your problems again <laughs> Um, so anyway, Bobby is undercover. She, and for undercover, she puts on a coat and a hat and now she's suddenly Russian, whatever. <laughs> this is the worst disguise ever. Is it even like a Russian hat? <laughs> I don't know. It's just I like one of those hat. fur hats. Yeah. And so she's following them and she's listening into this conversation. And, um, apparently the prime minister wanted to shut down the sanctuary thing because all of his opposition is for it. And so he has to be against it. And, um, we find out that the minister of defense killed his attache. Um, and we also find out that the minister of defense, who I'm going to refer to as the general from now on is an inhuman. And so, um, the Russians basically need Malik to help smooth all of this over so that they can make their sanctuary state. And he's like, I can't help you. This is like bigger than even than this. Like, um, Inhumans are our key to survival. Um, and apparently the general is in the facility and um, we're pretty sure that it's the inhuman that Bobby and Hunter saw. And Malik wants to let the general loose so that he can become the inhuman leader in Russia and he wants to start a coup <laughs> against the Russian government. Okay. <laughs> this is getting complicated. Um, back at Interpol, 
however many hours later, uh, Bobby is still being interrogated. And um, he's like, what were you doing here? What were you doing here? And she's like, you know, it's very interesting that Malik hasn't been mentioned, even though like you're asking about shield and calling it like a shadowy fixture. Like Malik is the same, like works from the shadows. And um, what she has to do to save Hunter is admit that she was working with the U S government and, that's the only way that she can save Hunter. We go to 28 hours earlier and May and Hunter are not getting along. It is indeed true that May is still mad at Hunter or risking Andrew's life in order to further his own goals. And May talks about how shield is about sacrifice, even over the ones you love. And Hunter's like, I feel sad for you. And he apologizes. He's like, man, I'm sorry for all of it. And they have this like moment. And then all of a sudden, like the moment is lost. They have to go back to the mission. But when at one point it almost felt like, am am I crazy? It felt, or maybe I misread it, Uh, but it felt like there was a moment when he was talking to her too, where like, because he definitely empathized with her, but it also felt like he kind of got through like he made her understand why he made the choice he did yeah. because when she said that, when she said like, you know, it's sac- means sacrificing everything, even the ones you love. And he's like, yeah, even the ones you love, you know, who are right next to you and like, kind of like put two and two together of it. Like what yeah. she just said it was what he was m- doing. But <laughs> yeah, it, by, 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 by being willing to sacrifice Andrew and by assuming she would be, she would be understanding. It's like just part of that general awful like toll that they're well that they all undertake constantly of being willing to lose what they love or give up having anything to love or having that part of a life like it's it sucks and it makes sense like these kind of characters who have like who give themselves up to these causes so much that they do have to give give up something and sacrifice something and and it's hard to watch but it was done really well and it was nice it was it was a cool moment like i love may bagging on him but it's also like nice to see them connected yeah and And hunter like understands her in this moment and i think she's starting to understand him that they're doing the same thing they're making sacrifices but hunter is just loyal to people and the ones he loves versus like may is loyal to shield but like everyone the people that she loves are within shield so like (laughs) you know like she colson daisy mac all these people and then you know same with Hunter, like it just happens to coincide with the people that he loves is all, are also within Shield. Yeah, it, it, o- it overlaps for the two mm-hmm. of them. Whereas she's talking about principles that happen yeah. to include everyone she loves in in reality and in general, like the idea of you know being willing to do this for the idea of the people she loves or like yeah. people who aren't around her, like her dad or you know and, yeah. and mom, like just doing something good to keep them safe or to spare them knowledge of awful things or having to do awful things by doing them herself like like she takes on so much and i think you're absolutely right like like he has this moment of understanding with her and i think she is i think she's totally understanding of him she's just finally starting to like appreciate where he's coming from yeah. you know because i think that it's there's maybe nothing respect that she, where he's coming from too yes there's nothing that she wasn't able to get before but i think she had blinders on because of Andrew like like where it's like I think it's it's like she didn't know enough about Hunter as a person or have any interest in in him to care enough to know him before this happened so like she had like a very I I think neutral view of him 
just like apathetic, like I don't care about this dude until that happened. So like her, her, the way she started to actually invest in him came from a place of hurt and like vengeance and and, and mourning. And now she's finally starting to actually see him as a person when, while they may be never going to be best friends, they actually have a lot in common, like not just because they're super spies, but because the way they compartmentalize. Right. God, that's very astute. I love that. I didn't even think about like May not really giving him a time of day until like she it got personal. Like, no, it's it's just sad because like, well, it's because the way she operates, like that's just because until she has that affection for someone or whatever, it's easier to keep everybody at a distance. Yeah. And yeah, in her line of work, that make, it makes perfect sense. It's why she's fine. It's why she's fine with with what went down with Ward compared to Daisy. You know, yeah. like, yeah. God. Oh, all of this. And it's going to be a good show, again, which is sad. Um, so Bobby is still trailing Petrov and Malik in her dumb disguise. And she loses them because the <laughs> door closes. She's like, shit, Daisy, let me in. And Mac is watching them release the general on camera. They're, Mac and Daisy are still in the, the surveillance room. And, um, Gemma has an analysis on the attache's cause of death. Apparently he was strangulated, strang- strangled, <laughs> strangled. <laughs> no, I, I just, I just heard Nate dog and Warren G. Uh, someone was shouting <laughs> regulators. So apparently it, Nate dog and Warren G. are going to strangulate. <laughs> strangulate. So the cause of death was strangulation without being touched. So there's no evidence of any like physical touch around his throat, but he, strangled oh my god i keep wanting to say that word that's not a word (laughs) that's uh that's i think to this day i have to think it is hallucination not hallucination (laughs) i I don't know why throw that in there Uh, english is weird man it doesn't make sense but going and going back to the whole british of it all with with lance uh uh uh, aluminum that's that's they're they're, yeah they're british (laughs) Chuck an extra vowel, <laughs> 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 extra syllable. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so Malik is not with the general; he's outside, and Bobby needs to go get to the general. And then Max sees something weird on the feed. He's like, "Hey, can you re- can you rewind that? Like, what the fuck was that?" Um, and then these helicopters are coming to the compound, and it's the prime minister's personal like helicopter convoy or whatever and Malik isn't going anywhere he's planning to end this all right now his coup is going to start right now um so the general is going to kill the prime minister in this compound and we still don't really understand what this guy's inhuman powers are because he just like this like shadow thing just appears out of nowhere it's again with the shadows and the like weird sand shit like what is going on (laughs) with the like the the digital effects people are obsessed with this <laughs> this power right now. Um, Hunter wants to go after Malik, and Coulson's like, "No, forget Malik. We our our mission now is to protect the Prime Minister." And Hunter's not happy about it. Um, so they need to go get to him. And all of a sudden, the general is there, and um, they're negotiating and whatever. And the team interrupts the negotiations. Bobby gets the general and runs. And the general has this weird shadow beast thing that like attacks them. Oh God. It's so, I don't even know how to describe this thing. Anyway. 
um, Hunter takes the prime minister and Petrov shows up and he shoots Petrov. And then Bobby and Daisy are trying to fight the general's weird dark shadow thing. And the way that Gemma describes it is like weird, like super sci-fi, like that the show doesn't normally do. And it just felt really strange. Um, It didn't like fit with the, with what the show usually does for like this powered stuff. Like, I feel like they go into it more to that kind of stuff in, uh, I guess is our new format of who gives a crap. Ghost Rider shows up eventually yes, uh, with, with yeah. the Ghost Rider stuff. But, but I'll, I think and I'll, I'll make a comparison. Uh, I'll bring it back to the thing that you don't uh, have familiarity or affection for, but connected to something you love is the guys <laughs> who did Battlestar bring back our Battlestar cast, which we did promise we will keep going. Uh, <laughs> that uh, the guys who, who did the, uh, not the new reboot that's coming up on, yeah, <laughs> on HBO on. Max, but the the one we loved, uh, those guys worked on Star Trek The Next Generation. And I've heard them talk about sci-fi stuff in interviews. And they're like, they said that their approach in Battlestar versus uh, Star Trek was, it's never the plot point in yeah in that stuff. So they don't really focus on it. So they'll, they'll say sci-fi language and gibberish, but it's just in the background instead of we need to find the dilithium crystals and do this so that we can get the warp drive, uh, you know, operating so that we can do this and that, like, don't get into that. That's Star Trek nonsense. (laughs) Instead, instead just like, we got to go get fuel and somebody, so then somebody uses a made up sci-fi term and says, yeah, and they leave. (laughs) And then the rest of it is politics and drama and religion and society. (laughs) And it's amazing. And like, like, and I feel similarly shield does a good job in general. And and a good a really good job when when they get more into into that stuff, of of actually balancing it pretty well. And but it creeps in there with uh, the framework and with the dark hold with yeah, the with both, both sci fi and magic. But I think you're right that like right now we're just dipping our toe in with inhuman powers yeah. nonsense. <laughs> it was just like okay, Gemma was able to analyze. She's like, it's a shadow beast thing that is like not. I don't even know how she describes it, but it's just weird. Like it sounds like some fantastical thing that she's describing, but she's like the scientist. It's just really strange. It doesn't feel like it fits um, with this episode because this episode is very like politics heavy and like, you know, normal shield stuff like spy shit. And then all of a sudden, oh, weird shadow beast being described by the scientist. (laughs) Here it is. I think, uh, okay, here's the quote from, from Gemma and Fitz. Fitz and I believe the general the general has the ability to manifest a, f- a form of sentient dark force, able to shift its density at will. Judging by the way he's he's elsewhere at the moment, it operates independently of him. That's what uh, Fitz adds in, which is the actual verifiable fact. After all, she just said, "I just read this great George R. R. Martin short story, uh, and I think maybe the same thing." Uh, no. Uh, oh my god. No, and. Uh, we did meet Blackout, right? Yes. Uh, in the episode with with the cellist. Yes. So we've been introduced to the idea that there is such thing as dark force, which I, I think I mentioned then ties into I a bunch so. of comic book yeah. characters, and it's just nonsense. But it is. It's just nonsense. And before <laughs> before it was delivered in a way where they're on the bus or whatever. Yeah. And uh, or and, and like they were figuring out what to do while they knew Blackout had the cellist held hostage at the uh, theater in Portland. Yeah, yeah. And then they come in, and like it's just different when you hear that stuff in a CSI setting 
like in in yeah. that lab room or whatever in that way where it's like it's it's urgent because they want to save someone but it's not the same thing as like being attacked it's like not the same thing as taking a pause out in the middle of alien to speculate on yeah. what the face huggers are and where they yeah. come <laughs> Like, it's like, I think maybe they produce. It's like, who gives a shit? We're running from a monster, dude. How do we kill it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how to kill it? Because if not, shut up. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, weird. Really weird. But it's also like, it's something that comes up in, weirdly in comics. Like, a bunch. There's so many Marvel characters that are connected to the Dark Force dimension. And, like, the idea of it just like, oh, if you have shadow powers, it comes from a place that's full of shadow powers. And like, this, is, this has been extended so much that in... I can't believe it's on TV now because it's a big part of the, the Flash show. But the idea of the speed force is a dimension where all speed comes from. Like, what the fuck? It, it, it doesn't even make sense. What is speed is entirely relative. It's not even a thing. Motion <laughs> isn't constant. It moves at different rates. <laughs> like, 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 speed is a bullshit concept. <laughs> so, so the idea of a superpowered dimension where speed comes, from, where all speed comes from. <laughs> God, it like, doesn't make any co- sense. Comics are fucking weird, man. <laughs> I just had the, a great conversation in a comic book store about how Green Lantern, they're the emotional spectrum. Yellow represents fear. Blue represents hope, uh, purple compassion, orange greed, and green the Green Lantern ring because of the way it was originally written. This sci-fi space alien uh, police force thing is the emotion of willpower. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's with That's literally it. like the opposite of emotion. Like, <laughs> I know. What the hell? It, 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 I'm obsessed with it because it's it's so it, it, it's so consistent. Red is hate. Like, everything makes sense, and then that one, they're like, "Oh no, that's because the phrasing." It's like it's opposite on the spectrum is fear. Like make it bravery, make it courage. Like like there are things, but like I, so I, I I love when discussing Green Lantern to sarcastically talk about how the characters must like think like I really feel willpower about this. <laughs> <laughs> Like man, I'm feeling so willpower. Willpowery. <laughs> that makes me feel willpower. <laughs> that, 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 oh that's god. how that. That's how that makes me feel. <laughs> oh my god! All right, um, so that's my, that's my that's my slight weird aside into comic book nonsense. <laughs> but the, the shadow the shadow person is an ass pull of that magnitude. <laughs> right. Um. So meanwhile, Bobby and Daisy are feeling willpowery. <laughs> they have to fight this weird dark shadow thing and it's just like popping up out of the ground and knocking them over and throwing ceiling and there's scene is full of lots of slow-mo and these creepy noises and they're like how do we fight this thing if this was really clever this whole thing would have taken place in england it would have had something to do with jay and barry and it would have been like a peter pan thing oh my god (laughs) (laughs) because it's like his shadow right Ah. his shadow he's got a mind of his own Maybe that's where this inspiration came from, Peter Pan. They were like, "What can we? Get, what power can we give him? Make See, him if, Peter if Pan." It, <laughs> if, if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't General, and it was, and he was Petrov, then I would say, yes, Petrov Pan. Petrov Panov. Oh my god! Um, so the the thing gives up on Bobby and Mac and um, 
Daisy and goes after Hunter and the prime minister. And they're like, we have to stop him. We have to take out the general. We have to take out the source. There's nothing we can do about the shadow thing. And so Bobby goes to him and the general is standing with the rest of the Russian ministers and she shoots him and then just goes down on our knees and gives herself up and they capture her. Back at Interpol, they bring Hunter to Bobby and they're going to go to Russian prison and Bobby has an idea to get out of it. Meanwhile, uh, behind the mirror window thing, the U.S. president and the prime minister are watching Bobby and Hunter and the prime minister is talking about the arms race of inhumans. And um, he talks about, you know, like, I, I understand what's going on here, but what matters here is only how things appear and I can't appear weak. And Coulson shows up. And he's like trying to negotiate with like, you know, he's like, basically, we saved your ass. So like, you need to give us, you know, a hand here. And the prime minister is like, someone must pay for what happened here. And it will not be me. <laughs> um, so Coulson goes to Bobby and Hunter and he pretends like he doesn't know them. And then he uses something on his his hand to take out the comms. And he has a plan. Um, and he's like, okay, we're going to extract you. It's going to be fine. And Bobby and Hunter are like, no, we can't do that. Um, we took an oath to be the shield. And so that's what we're going to do to save the team. Um, and he's like, are you going to do what I think you're going to do? And they're like, yeah. And um, so the prime minister and the president walk in and Colson's like, I just want to thank you guys so much for your service. And he kind of points out that the prime minister's entire opposition has been wiped out because of them. <laughs> so thank- you should be thanking them. Um, and Colson goes back Basically, the plan is they're going to disavow Bobby and Hunter and say that they weren't a spy organization with the U.S. government so that this doesn't become an act of war. And Coulson goes back to the Zephyr and everyone's like, where are Bobby and Hunter? And he's like, it was their choice. Um, you know, I this is what they want to do. I have to respect that. They sacrificed everything for us. Um, and Mac is very upset. Everybody's upset, but Mac is really upset and it's really sad. Oh my God. And all the nonsense of this episode is completely rewarded by this end scene. It's at a bar, Bobby and Hunter are having beers and discussing where to go on vacation. And they realize that they're being tailed by some CIA agent or something. They're like, yeah, no one's going to trust us for a long time in the intelligence business. And then the waitress brings a shot. And they're like, who's this from? And they're like, oh, they didn't want to say. You have an admirer. And they look around the bar and they see Gemma sitting there in a booth. And then another shot shows up and it's from Fitz. And another shot shows up and it's from May and Daisy and Coulson and Mac. And um, Bobby calls this the spies goodbye because they can't be seen talking to each other. So how they're sending them off. And everyone is there to say goodbye. And it's like the most emotional scene. Ever. I remember being hit so hard by this scene the first time we saw it, and I was just as devastated watching it again <laughs> last night. And Max's face, oh my god, like he's the last one to leave. He's the last one to get his shot, and it's just I the pain on his face, and Bobby's face mirrors that as they are just acting the shit out of this, and I love it. Um. And it's kind of interesting because we were talking about Hunter and May before, and mm-hmm. Hunter essentially did what May said that he couldn't do before, putting, you know, 
sac- sacrificing even over the ones you love. Like, and Hunter kind of got both things in this. He got to be with the one he loves, and he also sacrificed in the mission, put the mission first. But May just has, you could see that May just has a, resp- a new respect for him, and it's really sweet. Yeah, it, it worked out well, but that's not for him because of just the way everything was shaking out. But he wasn't doing it only because he knew he'd get to be with Bobby. You know, he was doing, yeah. he, he would have made the same choice no matter what to save Bobby. Yeah. And, and I, I and yeah, it's mostly because it's her. But I think that as we've come to see in this series, like, I think he would have done the same for any of them. And like, yeah. especially like, he's ride or die for like Coulson and yeah. Fitz at this point. Like they're, they, like they're just under, <laughs> I think yeah. Bobby is like his like family yeah, after yeah. their like little weird trio team. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, when they reformed shield <laughs> together, but, yeah. but no, I, I think that it, we've seen him come a really long way as a character. And like, you know, you, you, you see all these characters have uh, changed their view of him at some, on some level. Cause even Mac, like, I don't think he disliked him, but the respect wasn't the same. It was like he had respect for him as a blunt instrument, as someone who's capable of doing things in their job. I think now he respects him as a person more and more. And not like just in this moment, but just by this moment. I know. It's just this scene is so sad because it's like Mac and Bobby have this connection and they were like the last men standing on that ship. And they've been through so much and like – she had no choice but to leave him and oh just this man is mac i love how the show just defies that toxic masculinity that max like if he were on any other show most likely he would have that because he's I mean, we've talked about this before, but he's like a big, strong man who's a mechanic and, you know, all the typical like manly things that you would associate. And he's here just like showing his emotions and letting himself feel and like showing Bobby that he's going to miss her (laughs) and Hunter too. And it's beautiful. Um, It's really beautiful. And, and Coulson too, like he's, oh God, this it was funny when I was watching this last night, Billy came home from an event and he, he just like, he walked up the stairs and he's like, Oh no, the scene. Cause he remembered it too. And we just both sat there in silence crying and watching it. And he like, hadn't even seen the, he was like crying too. I was like, Oh, it's so rough. Um, before we, I talk about why this episode is bullshit, but this scene is really makes the whole episode worth it. The end scene is Malik is in the woods shooting clay pigeons and his daughter shows up and she seems to be in on everything. So I did remember correctly way back in whatever episode that his daughter is somehow involved in this. So I'm proud of myself. <laughs> you, you did. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so, and that's the end of the no, episode. I, no, you called it. Yeah. I do, and it's someone who I recognize the actor. I'm not familiar with it because of the same phenomenon. And this is, I can't sit in judgment of it because I still love shows like it and watched every episode of Dawson's Creek. Uh, <laughs> but um, my brother and his and his uh, wife, my sister in law, uh, we all like have enjoyed that kind of show together. Like currently, I uh, very much enjoy Riverdale. It's nonsense, mm-hmm. and it's it. it ties to comic books on a different kind of nonsense but it's perfect like it's it's poppy you know it's not sci-fi stuff 
and not the same kind of genre stuff, but it's equally insane. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, the shows that I didn't watch that were along those lines um, that they enjoyed were the OC and one tree Hill. And they would always oh, try yeah. to get me to watch those. I'm like, guys, like, come on. <laughs> like, I already watched so much garbage with you. Like, like just give it, give it a break. It's not, uh, the selling isn't working, but his daughter, I know is one of the lead actors from one tree Hill. Oh, she's like the, the okay. one who's like the basketball kid who's yes. poor because there's two yeah. basketball kids. There's rich basketball kid and poor basketball kid. Yeah. I think they might be half brothers, uh, but one of them doesn't know or something. Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, something weird like that. I yeah, I, 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 I'm not 100% sure. I've seen very little of it, but I know that like his best friend, the 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 uh, poor one, uh, ended up becoming the love interest, I think wife of the rich basketball kid. And that's <laughs> Malik's daughter. <laughs> of course. It's, it's, so even if I don't know their names, I'm still going to recognize <laughs> I think her. I'm pretty sure her character's name was Haley on One Tree Hill. That's my vague, vague recollection. If anyone listens to this and uh, watched One Tree Hill, let us know. <laughs> One of my really good friends was obsessed with One Tree Hill and they had like some like revival get together thing in North Carolina or something. I guess that's, that's where they shot the show and she went to it and it was weird. Like she made all these friends and we actually ended up staying with them when we like did a trip to the East coast. So it was nice. That's but really interesting. It, I was like this, I, it was like kind of like a con thing, but it was just for one tree Hill is weird. <laughs> it is. It's strange to think how that stuff used to, I think be only for like, if you liked something weird, like you, you know, you had sci-fi cons and they got more specific comic cons to sci-fi cons yeah. to things like, I remember uh, not going to one when I was like, maybe in sixth grade or fifth grade or something. Uh, but my, no, no, I, I had to be first or second. My, my brothers went to a Star Trek convention and I was jealous because of Star Trek <laughs> next generation. And my, my, my brother, James, I gave him all my allowance money. And like savings and like like birthday and Christmas money and stuff that I had saved. And it was like, buy me a Picard Star Trek uniform that will fit me a super skinny, tall second grader. <laughs> Smallest like shirt that you could find. You could wear any black dress pants and they would work. But it was like preposterously big. Like it was like an adult small or something. It was just giant oh on me. But I loved Funny. it. <laughs> Love that thing. Uh, but it, it, it makes me think like, you know, they got more, th th those kinds of conventions got more and more specific. I remember I always wanted to go to this thing when I was a kid that after the show Gargoyles ended. <laughs> I mean, when I wasn't even a kid as much, I guess a teenager by the time it ended. But, but uh, I wanted to go. They had, they had a, an event where they put on a con, I think like every other year. It was the gathering of, of Gargoyles fans. And everybody involved, like the animators and the, writers and 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 actors would show up and like they did staged readings of unproduced episodes and stuff like from when it was canceled like it was it's very like interesting i remember being fascinated and reading about it when they were happening when i was a kid and when i was like i'm 15 i can't afford to fly to wherever the hell this is this year like, like and go to one of these uh but it's it's just interesting to think that now instead of just like sci-fi movies and shows and cartoons now like you can like a soap opera or 
One Tree Hill and there'll be the same kind of fan things. I think it's because of the way the internet has interacted with fandom. And like, right. we always focus on the way that that's bad. There's a lot of ways it's bad. But how cool, like, just thinking of all the people we know that we wouldn't be able to if it weren't for that or or, or stuff like that. Like, that's, it, there's still a lot of good that came from it too. Yeah. And I think we focus too much on all the bad way that it's used as a tool when it's actually, just, it's not like any, it's not like anything more evil than anything else it's the same like it's all just tools we make it we make it what we make it by 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 doing bad or good things with them they're they're neutral Uh, computers aren't guns yeah Yeah. we can definitely use them in a very very evil way but i don't think they're not inherently bad (laughs) it's hard to remember sometimes on twitter it feels like maybe the inherently bad about Five or six times a day, I think. God. So, oh. um, so this is... Back to Shield. I, you know, we, so we segued, <laughs> I think, directly into why... We're talking about things yeah. that we don't like as to what why this was bad. Because you had yeah. some thoughts. <laughs> I have thoughts. So it's like, this episode was just weird, first of all. Like, just the amount of politics that it has and, like, the weird, like, sci-fi explanation for the Shadow Beast thing. And, like, there were just weird elements to it. But it was like a good episode at the end because it all culminated in this like really emotional thing, which was bullshit because the reason they were written out of the show was that they were supposed to be shooting the pilot for Most Wanted, which was going to be like the spinoff show with them off being, you know, ex-spies somewhere. And then the show never aired. So they got written off the show for no reason. Which makes me upset. <laughs> no, it's it's really annoying. And yeah, I think they were planning on trying to get it to where they had a year's worth, worth of programming all year round. They were doing it a lot at ABC at the time, but none of their attempts took off. It's like other, I think it was some way of like replicating uh, some of the reality programming style. Because they, you know, reality shows that have been out, you know, for 15 years, some of them have like 35 seasons. <laughs> no, yeah, like yeah. It, it shouldn't make any sense, but some of them run like two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Like on a lot of them, like when they're bachelor or, or survivor style where they're narrowing down giant groups of people. So yeah. like they can air multiple episodes. And I think similarly, even though they would only be once a week, the idea was like, we'll have multiple seasons in a year and we can supplement uh, things the same way. Cause they'd have once one show once one reality show ended because they they don't they don't last all year long they placed them with a similar one with a similar audience at the same time slot yeah. and the idea I believe uh, ABC first tried it with Once Upon a Time where it was going to be uh, have, have it would have the summer off the, uh, but it wouldn't have any break in the winter during that time they're going to have Once Upon a Time in Wonderland a spinoff within Universe and they actually aired that and it was wildly unsuccessful Once Upon a Time had been a huge insanely yeah. popular show and hit for them uh, the previous season and was starting to lose popularity and then the spinoff just did not do well at all yeah. and while they were doing that they were also developing S.H.I.E.L.D. and then they were like we want to do the same thing even though that didn't work we still like the idea so the idea was S.H.I.E.L.D. was going to be S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Agent Carter, and then uh, in between in the summer they were going to have Most Wanted, and then go back to Shield, and then have Agent Carter go back to Shield, mm-hmm. and there would always be 
Marvel Cinematic tied in yeah, TV. Yeah. And now that's not even tied in. The- <laughs> no, that, that dream died. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but like every aspect of their plan failed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like all that we can take, take satisfaction is, is that it's the longest running Marvel show. It's yeah. great. Like, it, like yeah. and we should, they, they should be proud of it. We should be proud that they did it like up for them. Like, but no, it's very, very frustrating. And I think that when we talked a little bit about it at the beginning, like, a lot of the weaknesses I think are because they tried to shove in what that show might be like. Yeah. Cause it was supposed to be them after this, like being ex spies on the run from like Russian intelligence and all this shit. And like, yeah, like Bobby and Hunter being, being Bobby and Hunter on the wearing crappy disguises, wearing, (laughs) wearing wigs, stashes. And so yeah, all this Russian stuff was supposed to be like part of the, the plot for most wanted, I guess. And it was just like, dude, you just confused the audience. And it was, they didn't even end up doing the pilot or doing the show anyway. Like, yeah, they, they never even aired. I think a, yeah. a pilot. If no, they, I, I think they may have shot one, but they might have, this backdoor pilot might've been as far as they got. I know that they had like a pilot written and they had a pilot order, but it's really frustrating. Cause like, yeah. These and actors wanted to do it. The fans, actors, yeah. like. Um, also, in the Wikipedia, it says that, like, um, Jeffrey Bell was saying that they would be gone from, like, I think it was, like, two or three episodes in season three. And then suddenly, you know, they would be done filming and they would be back. And so it was going to be weird to have them just absent from a few episodes and then reappear suddenly like, oh, hey, they were over here the whole time. And so they decided to just write them out of the entire show. <laughs> yeah. And now everyone's upset because Mockingbird is no longer around. <laughs> it's very upsetting. But Nick Blood comes back. So that's great. And she's on some show that I think is gonna still be around, but like not on TV anymore. Maybe on a what or something. Oh, interesting. I think I read that that like they're doing something weird with the release of uh the next se- the next season of her sci-fi show with uh yeah. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, the Orville. Yeah, it sucks. These are two great actors, and it's like yeah, they're two white people, and it's like okay, the show gets more enriched with other characters that are just not white, which is great. The show's always been really good about that, but like their chemistry with the rest of the cast was so good. And they've just really be like, they've really like wrapped themselves around our hearts at this point. So it's this, this episode is just so heart wrenching. And the fact that it was pointless, upset, I feel, so I feel upsetting. Like the, I feel like the permanent additions we've gotten, you know, like there's there, yo-yo doesn't replace them in any way, you no. know, it doesn't fill any of the same role and the temporary stuff. Like, like I would love to see, I would love for them both to still be around with Ghost Rider. Are you kidding? I feel like Robbie and actually maybe get along. I feel like other than Daisy, like I feel like he'd be the one person who would get along best with Robbie of all the right. characters, like in some way. Like just that they have, for some reason, like, like while we only know about his loves of football, beer, and environmentalism, I feel like he likes fast cars. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Based on, on the leather jackets and whatnot. Oh my god! No, it, it, and yeah, there's nothing that would have been lost by keeping them. Uh, we, we could have still enriched it. So I, I, I feel like even that's like silver lining in a way that we don't need to. We can just acknowledge it sucks. We don't need to like lobby for them to return because they're they are two successful, good looking white people who are fine, I'm sure. But like, it's just it sucks for the creators of the show. It sucks for like 
I feel like the creativity of the show because like they clearly loved bringing uh, Hunter back when they did, you know, yeah. later, and and he seemed to, to love it. And it was a, such a cool moment in a way they they did it with the football stuff. Like, yeah, uh, it's I know it's a bummer. It, was, it is a bummer. Um, but what, like you said, it is what it is, and I mean, it's fine. It worked out. Um, well, and I would hope now with it being like a weird schedule and delayed releases and stuff and them all now being the same now, now being owned by Fox mm-hmm. that uh, which is you know owned by Disney so that maybe it'd be easier hopefully we'll get a uh, in the final season get a Mockingbird cameo yeah there shouldn't so. be anything preventing her from being able to do that now they work for the same parent company yes oh my god that would be amazing uh but they're already finished shooting right I think you're right but that but the deal also went down like what in April? Yeah. Right? So they should have been able to work it out pretty easily. Oh man. Potentially. We I we just can't know how much Rathman we're gonna get until we get there. <laughs> I kind of do wish that they were still filming just so that we could do a concentrated like social media push, like just spend a lot of time trying to spread the word about Rathman. Oh my God. And actually get him on. That would, that would have been our greatest achievement. If we'd started the show one year earlier, we could have that. Oh. Speaking of which, uh, this will be the first time we talk about it on air. It'll be a few couple weeks after it happens. I'll, we'll talk about it when we release an episode a couple weeks ago, but, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah. it's our year anniversary of the yeah. show. And we have like 50 something episodes. Yeah, we're 56? like eight or six. We're- no, I think this is 57. So I think we're like five. Uh, we're like three, three episodes ahead. Yeah. We had, we've had, uh, we took, we've taken like two weeks off. We had enough special episodes that we've added in, in between. Yes. Um, which is crazy to me because there's only 52 weeks in a year. So that recorded more than one episode a week. Like, I mean, we've recorded like double episodes and triple oh, yeah. episodes here and there <laughs> or like recorded more than one time a week. But like that we've been grinding, man. Like <laughs> no, I'm proud of us because I think we have only taken off two weeks, which is pretty good. You know, because yeah. we have we've only done like five extra episodes. We did the trailer. We did the convention and we did uh, two we did movies, three movies. And what else did we do? We did in game oh, Captain Winter Marvel Soldier. and Winter Soldier. So we did three movies. So yeah, we did yeah. five specials, which makes sense because I think this will be two weeks after that. And two, we took two weeks off. That, that adds yeah. up. Yeah. Crazy. I'm proud of us. I am too. <laughs> and thank, every, thank you, everybody, who's stuck with us this whole time. Uh, yeah, anyone <laughs> who's joining us and could make through this episode where at the beginning we decided we we're going uh, <laughs> to not care about spoilers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And it ended up making us not even really start for 10 minutes. Either way, <laughs> like, like it, I, I guess if you're just joining us now and you stick with us, really thanks. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. if you stuck with us, thanks. But you had an easier transition into this mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty ridiculous. We have a lot of fun, though, and we, we do. really enjoy this show. Like, we're critical, but, like, as we always say, like, I think we should be critical of stuff we love. It doesn't mean you don't like something just because you point out it could be better or that part might have hurt somebody's feelings. Like I, yeah. like the the, rea- the violent reaction to that kind of criticism is baffling to me. Like it's such a, 
it makes no yeah. sense. I know. Um, people, people don't, it comes down to racism and misogyny, honestly, because it's oh. like, oh, they just want to keep the status quo because that's what's comfortable and that means to give up space versus if you critique like oh you know there's so many white people in that cast it's like okay now the two white people need to give up their spot to make room for people of color and that makes white people <laughs> no and what's interesting too is to see like people having thresholds like i i've noticed more and more like people who are like oh i can put up with this much but like because and it's just because they don't want to either challenge certain things or think badly yeah. and it's like it's just interesting, especially with discussion. I've 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 found a couple. I've had a couple of interesting conversations when we were not recording. I, I don't remember if I talked to you about it in text, but uh, about the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh God! I ended up making several people feel badly, and I'm like, <laughs> like, listen, guys, Good. like, well, no, 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 uh, no. Pretty much was my was my reaction. Like that was not my intention, but. If that's how you're reacting to what I'm saying and how I'm saying, it's like I wasn't being judgmental. I was just pointing out why I don't want to see it yeah. and why the quote unquote like defenses of of it all fall apart for for the reasons I don't want to see it. It's fine. I don't. I'm not mad that anyone does. Like I keep thinking the way it was timed. It was the last time I listened to an episode of uh, Dak Shepard's podcast because I, I don't like him, but I do. <laughs> but he had great guests and and. Wow in some weirdness, like maybe two out of 10 questions would piss me off, but the rest of them, like he'd get great interviews out of people. Like, even though I feel like he's a doofus and like everything good about him, he's, he's managed to con out of being with Kristen yeah. Bell somehow. But, uh, but I saw this interview with Kamau Bell and for some reason it was one of the questions that pissed me off. But also I found the answer really interesting was he brought up Quentin Tarantino. And I don't know, I don't know if in some other interview he came up, it felt so weird to be like, what do you think about Quentin Tarantino and saying the N word? It's just like, I don't <laughs> like you, man. But, but Kamal Bell's response was, I think he's pro I, he's, I, I think the Quentin Tarantino loves saying the N word that he said it more than I ever have, which I thought was very <laughs> interesting. But, but, but his in his overall point was like, I have no interest in this stuff. I don't think I don't like it. And there's a lot of reasons, but no one should feel badly or feel racist or, misogynist or screwed up or whatever for liking his movie it's not that doesn't make you a bad person like the line you shouldn't cross is to is don't defend it when someone points out that stuff and i, I brought up that this like paraphrasing quote before i think on the show like that's all it takes like just don't defend the bad stuff and like that's that was sort of my whole take and and all my all me saying like that i don't have any interest in it and i think that you know he's kind of gross to women and kind of yeah. racist like it doesn't make you racist saying that like i'm glad you'll see it and enjoy it and like you know uh when i uh, visited uh nikki last year at the very beginning of the year uh we watched um death proof it's one of her favorite movies and it's very entertaining really well done we also are fully aware of the fact that there's a weird emphasis on bare feet because quentin tarantino is a creep and even when he does a, a movie specifically about strong women that don't take shit they're objectified. There's weird feet fetish stuff. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of problems <laughs> because it doesn't make him perfect. Yeah. And you can enjoy something like like people who I people whose opinions I respect as much as anyone's like some of his movies, and others like a lot of his movies. It doesn't make you a bad or good person. Just don't defend him saying the N word or 
pretending yeah. that any white man, fictional or real, needs to beat Bruce Lee. You chose yeah. to put Bruce Lee in that movie. Like his whole justification. Yeah. Uh, that, the thing that pissed me off the most was saying like, because he's fictional, that's why Brad Pitt's character wins. He's like, he's a made up, you know, Green Beret. Like, guess what? Green Berets don't learn <laughs> anything. Martial that arts? Yeah. yeah, anything <laughs> that could help you. Bruce Lee in a, in a fist fight. That's just not anything. It was like, well, in the jungles of this and that, it's like, guess what? Those people have bayonets and guns. <laughs> like, that has nothing so to do dumb. with fighting yeah. him one-on-one. Nothing. And, and, and I just keep thinking of Muhammad Ali versus Superman. Guess who wins, idiot? <laughs> like, yeah. like, it, it wasn't <laughs> Superman. No. He's fucking Superman. Yeah. And they had him lose to Muhammad Ali. Like, <laughs> sorry, Brad Pitt. Not Superman, even yeah. when he's. I love that guy, but he's just a doofus. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, all kinds of problematic. Yes, uh, I don't. I don't like that guy. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I felt like that's that to me is the best kind of scolding someone when you don't say anything that's bad or mean or judgmental. You just explain why you don't want to see something, and, and they like, take it personally. Yeah, and they're like, you're calling well, them hey, racist. Hey, yeah, it's like when it's just. Don't be so precious with it. You can still yeah. go see it and still be excited to see it. Like my parents are very old. I like I didn't mean to make them feel badly, but I'm like if you feel that way, that's inside you. Like like examine that a little bit. Yeah. Think about why you feel badly. And I know. like yeah. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I feel badly every time I see the Netflix thing. Tell me about Chappelle because I used to like oh, his God. so much, but like I don't want to see. I don't want to be reminded. But he's now a hateful old he, man. And he's like <laughs> hanging on to that and like digging in. It's bad. Me and Billy watched that special and I really didn't want to. But Billy is like, I'm curious. And he's like, oh, no. Yeah. And I understand that. That's why I watched so the second <laughs> half of his previous, of his two-part special. Because I was with, uh, um, I watched the first part with someone who is uh, uh, biracial and Filipina. and has a uh trans sister in the philippines a half sister yeah. yeah and like that like i i it was one of the most uncomfortable things in the world when he specifically brings oh, yeah. up trans filipino women yeah. <laughs> it's just like like what the like why are you doing this yeah. like come on man like, find something else to joke about like yes and i just understand Lord. like it, the 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 I, I didn't see it i only read quotes of it but in the new routine like the false equivalency of like why are you comfortable with saying the n-word but not me saying uh you know you know faggot and it's like because it is different because for all sorts of reasons but for one you you are taking ownership of something against you in the first instance in the second one you're not at all like like like, like, like how, how can it's disingenuous argument he knows and yeah. like you said he's playing to an audience that's just like gross he said it's not the only reason i've seen people argue it's 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 uh, childish or stupid to think this is the only reason. Not the only reason he quit the Chappelle show, but one of the reasons he said in five different video interviews and in, and in more than one print interview, he said was because one, like an old uh, or middle-aged, like fat white dude camera operator was laughing at his minstrel show pixie sketch from the unproduced season two in such a way that he's like, I don't want people laughing at me like that. I didn't think mm -hmm. that it was racist laughing at the shit I was doing. I legitimately and now that's the crowd he's playing to like like he's being retweeted by alt-right people you know or like quoted it's like yeah he gets it it's like 
yeah, not caring about people is cool. That's what comedy's about. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 uh, oh man, um, this one guy I've, uh, I know his Twitter, and fr- I know him from his love of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> he he's well, he's now like a, like he wrote on Good Place. Like he's now a, a comedic writer, but he uh, he got famous off Twitter. He's one of those young people that pisses me off because while he was in college he yeah. did that uh dimmy uh, uh uh who's been on a bunch of like a guest on a bunch of podcasts and he writes for uh, uh james corden and the and the good place um he had tweeted the best response to like the stupid uh snl racist asshole guy who i won't even say his name i don't want to give him any press uh his announcement and quick yeah. firing and whatnot. When people were saying like comedy needs to be uh, edgy, needs to to push boundaries. He's like, that's nonsense. He's like, comedy just needs to be silly. Like, sometimes comedy is a cat in big funny shoes, you know, or, or in sunglasses. It's like that doesn't push any boundaries, but makes you laugh, and that's what comedy is. So like, stop over intellectualizing your racism. <laughs> it's yeah. like there's, there is <laughs> there is nothing to justify being racist as necessary for comedy. It's like and and. No, nothing he said was in any way challenging at all. It's literally all racist shit people have been saying for hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> it's, it's oh, <laughs> that's all. That's that's what I have to say. No, that's fair. It's a fair, fair noise. Um, I think we should end here. Um, I have no idea what happens next in the season. <laughs> like. <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> I, I remember vague stuff. Like, this is some of the stuff uh, I mentioned before. Section we uh, started to give up on that, I guess. Next back when episode. we had a spoiler yeah. section, uh, <laughs> like one episode ago. <laughs> yeah, back in the old days. Uh, the, like, the one character is at JT, who has the chains that you catch fire and is related to a different form of Ghost Rider, sort of, comic. Uh, but is an inhuman in this. It was Australian, I think, in this, too, inexplicably. Yeah. Uh, like I think he's the <laughs> of rest of this in the, the rest of this season, right? I think so. I, I thought that was before. I think. Yeah, well, I thought that stuff though leads up to Ghost Rider and Framework next season. So, oh, I don't know. I don't. So I, I think like I think this is gathering an Inhuman army uh, for Hydra for Hive to control. Okay. And they recruit the Scottish actor. Uh, the scientist. Yes, from, to, make, to be able uh, to make more Inhumans, yeah, right? From the mummy. Yes, because of the powers, <laughs> right now. He's <laughs> friends with the guy who does those special effects. <laughs> no, uh, I love that guy, and I know you love mummies, uh, so I have to assume. He's, oh yeah, I love him. I, I, I was almost said like one of the best parts, but that's just a really good movie. Like he is yeah. one of the best parts, but everything is good. In but uh, yeah, they introduce him because he helps make the version of the alpha primitives which are the uh cro-magnon genetically engineered slaves that the inhumans use yeah inhumans are bad (laughs) i forgot about yeah they have a slave culture yeah Uh, i remember you telling me this yeah yeah that's the part they didn't talk about in uh jaying never told uh what do you call it lincoln he's like no 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 it was all about balance it's like no 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 if this is like the comics underneath your city is a bunch of catacombs with genetically engineered apes who have no free will just because you decided. I wonder, okay, we're going to come back to this, put a pin in that because I just had a memory of something that comes later in the season, I think that maybe relates back to this. I think so. Okay. So let's talk about it then though, because 
going to write this down. I don't forget. Inhuman slaves. That's literally what I'm writing <laughs> to remind me. I I can't wait for like for us to talk about it the next several episodes. And yeah. Connect yet and be like, what is it? And then when it actually. I know. I'm going to like write this down and be sense. like, oh, that meant because <laughs> I do that when I just took notes yesterday and I don't know what I wrote in the notes. So, all right. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at I Snow Nothing on Twitter, mostly, if anything, I guess. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. And I also have another podcast haha, uh, <laughs> that is Star Wars related called Lousy Beautiful Town. You can find that on Twitter at LBT Pod. Um, we scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. It's great. Um, you can find this podcast on Twitter at Project Tahiti. You can send us an email at projecttahitipod at gmail.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And if you're a browser listener, you can listen on Podbean or butwhythepodcast.com. Thank you all so much for listening to Project Tahiti, a magical place. Catch you later. Bye. <laughs>